Welcome to the KISS FAQ Song Story Series. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs. In this episode, God Gave Rock and Roll to You Too, released on the Revenge album in 1992. This was a partially rewritten cover song that was initially released on the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey movie soundtrack in July 1991. In many markets, it was also issued as a single, both from the soundtrack and later from KISS specifically. It proved to be a surprise hit in the United Kingdom, peaking at number 4 on the charts and holding a 4-week residency in the top 10 during 8 weeks total charting. As a result, it tied Crazy Crazy Nights as the best performing KISS single in that country. God Gave Rock and Roll to You Too was a cover of a Russell Ballard penned song originally released on Argent's fourth album, In Deep, in March 1973. The song had also been issued as that album's first single, which, like Kiss's later version, was substantially edited in form to reduce the song's duration to a more radio programming friendly duration of 3 minutes and 20 seconds. That single, in 1973, reached number 18 in the UK and was their final single in the US to even get near the top 100. It bubbled under at 114 during three weeks skirting the charts. Regardless, the song was still considered to be a hit by the critics. The following year, after the tour and support of the ironically named Nexus album, Russ left the band to pursue both production opportunities and a solo career, citing the usual divergence of musical paths. However, he was still touring with the band as they hit the road in the spring of 1974. One of their opening bands on their US tour was scheduled to be Kiss, along with Savoy Brown during an initial run of seven dates through March and April. However, the majority of the tour was postponed until the end of April. When they did finally commence touring, KISS were kicked off the tour after just two shows. Gene recalled in KISS & Makeup, For a number of shows, we opened up for Argent, a band led by Rod Argent, who had previously been a member of the great British invasion band The Zombies. Argent had charted with at least one huge hit, Hold Your Head Up, and the band had a number of albums under their belt. We were novices compared to them. And as the junior band, we had to follow lots of arbitrary rules, one of which was the no-encore rule. According to Argent, we could go out there and play only eight songs, and then we had to close up shop. The only problem was that the audience wanted us for longer than that. Argent fixed that by shutting off our power after eight songs. We'd be playing our hearts out, and the crowd would be screaming along, and then suddenly the lights would go dead. It would be demoralizing. And it was actually after a show in St. Louis that Argent threw Kiss off the tour. Gene explained further. During one show, our set went well as usual, and the audience was in a frenzy. We got to the end of our eighth song, and they were screaming as loud as they could, and we all braced for the lights to go dead, but they didn't. They stayed on. So we played an encore, and the crowd was still screaming. At that point, we didn't really have any more songs, so we actually went back and replayed some of the songs from earlier in the set. Finally, after the third or fourth encore, we came off, drenched in sweat, completely confused about Arjun's change of heart. It turns out that we owed our good luck to Junior Smalling, who had gotten into a little argument with Arjun's road manager and pushed him into an anvil case and locked it shut. 
Needless to say, we were thrown off that tour, too. Paul also recalled touring with Argent in his 2014 autobiography, Face the Music. When we played a few dates with the band Argent, their crew kept cutting our set short, pulling the power before we finished. They also fought us tooth and nail on all our effects. It's tough to follow a band that leaves the place filled with smoke to remind everyone throughout the rest of the concert that World War III had just been fought and won by four guys in eight-inch heels, black leather, and makeup. Then, on the last night of our tour leg with them, we miraculously had a trouble-free show. Afterwards, we found out why. Our crew had locked the guy in charge of their production in one of the huge road cases we carted our gear in. Our road crew believed in the cause. So they would have been aware of the song as it would have been performed in the set as one of their more accessible songs, along with their bona fide hit, Hold Your Head Up. Still, those early dramas with that band weren't enough to prevent Kiss from recording the song. Revenge is a dish, best served cold, and Ballard's songwriting had by 1991 provided a fertile ground for Kiss alumni. He had penned New York Groove and In the Night, covered by Ace Frehley, and Some Kind of Hurricane, covered by Peter. Fast forward to 1991, and Interscope's Records' Jimmy Iovine wanted to have Kiss on the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey movie soundtrack. An additional demand was that Bob Ezrin produce the recording. There was a little more behind the story. Nigel Harrison, Blondie's former bass player, was working at the record label and thought that the song would work very well in the movie. So it was under consideration for use, though initially there were several bands under consideration for recording the song, including the London Choir Boys. That band had then recently emerged with their popular debut, A Bit of What You Fancy. The marquee value of Kiss, however, clearly had more appeal to the label's hierarchy. Paul recalled and faced the music. We were asked to record God Gave Rock and Roll to You for the movie Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, with Bob Ezrin producing, trying to capture some Destroyer-era magic and erase the memory of the Elder. Eric desperately wanted to work on the song, but he was still very frail. You have to pay attention to your health now, I told him, whether that means recuperating on a tropical island or just resting and focusing on yourself. If I knew then what I know now, I never thought this might be his last chance to perform. I would have let him play, but at the time, I was sure he would beat the odds. So Eric Singer played that session, though Eric Carr came to L.A. and sat behind the drums for the video shoot. He had lost all his hair from the cancer treatment and had to wear a massive wig to replicate his natural puffball. He played like a man possessed during the video shoot, duplicating Eric Singer's parts in take after exhausting take. Once the time frame for Bob's involvement was resolved, the recording of the song just took five days. In the ending scene of the movie, Bill and Ted perform a guitar instrumental that segues directly into the Kiss recording, then continuing to midway throughout the first verse. That composition, lasting roughly 78 seconds, is known as the final guitar solo. It was written and recorded by Steve Vai. It wasn't included on the soundtrack when released in 1991. Instead, Steve would release it on his The Elusive Light and Sound Volume 1 compilation in 2002. The movie scene ends with the Kiss song transitioning to a most excellent audience sing-along. Here's a little bit of that Vi introduction.
When the recording came out, it annoyed some fans of the Christian rock group Petra. That band had similarly covered the song in 1977 for their Come and Join Us album, with the fans not realizing that the Petra version was not the original recording or composition. Like Kiss, Petra had also updated the lyrics to fit their needs. Russ's original lyrics had touched on subjects influenced with his battle with depression at the time. Russ recalled the writing of the song during an interview with Tim McFate. If you've ever been depressed, it's one of those sorts of things where I was overworked and I just didn't get any sleep, and you sort of start feeling low. I never cancelled a gig. I always worked my way through it, but if you've ever suffered from that kind of depression, you think it will never go away, day after day. But every day seems to be grey. You wake up, and it's grey again, and it's grey again, and you think, is it ever going to change? I guess life is all about change. And suddenly, you seem to slowly come out of it. I was taking some pills, and the doctor said, stop taking everything you're taking, sleeping pills, and whatever you're taking. Stop. And I came out of it, and it was like being reborn. I don't remember ever feeling so euphoric, but still stable. You can be euphoric and unstable, but I was euphoric and stable, and it's the most incredible feeling. And I wrote God Gave Rock and Roll to you, and the words sort of conveyed it. The first verse of my version was meant to be funny, and the second verse was how I was feeling, and I just conveyed that. And I did the same thing when I did a song for Santana called Winning, although I wrote it for myself. But that was about coming out of my depression too. I've actually put my life down in so many tunes when I look back. That's why depression can be good if you're trying to express oneself. Gene, Paul, and Bob set about updating the song's lyrics to move it away from its original somewhat flighty nature. Gene recalled, The producers of the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure needed a song for their soundtrack, and they wanted us to record God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Bob, Paul, and I rewrote the lyrics and re-recorded the song, which went into the top ten in England. That was reason enough to stick with Bob for a full record. Here's a little bit of the verse Gene alludes to. While changes were made, with Gene and Paul taking advantage of their vocal harmonizing, the overall character of the song was enhanced, but its core remained. Gene liked the subject matter of the completed song. He commented in Kerrang! magazine, You know, finally a song with the guitars that says something good. Nobody has a private ear to God, not popes, not kings, not queens. They don't get any more special treatment than the lowliest bum that walks the face of the earth. I like that. That's the philosophy I subscribe to, that everyone is equally important. Glad to get rock and roll came pretty quick, you know, and we were real happy with that. So the album's going to be great. More importantly, once it was clear that a new relationship with Bob Ezrin was working and the memories of the elder were being slowly erased, Gene lobbied to have Bob continue producing the band as they started to record a new studio album. It all made sense. Sadly, this song would be the final recording to feature the input of Eric Carr, 
Regardless of whether he wanted to drum, he simply wasn't physically ready, having undergone heart surgery and being generally unhealthy as a result. He told Karen Lesnitsky, I would like to have played, and I feel good enough to play, but the bones in my chest are not healed, so I can't do it, no matter how I feel, because the fact of the matter is that I have unhealed bones in my chest and I have to let them heal, and that takes a couple of months. So either way, Eric Carr was not going to be behind the kit for the recording of the song. Gene and Paul had to look elsewhere. For the session, they used Eric Singer, who had worked with Paul Stanley on demo sessions in the late 1980s and had a strong reputation as a session player at the time. A music video would be filmed for the song with the band still appearing in clothing closer to their hot in the shade look. Prior to shooting the video, the band, along with Eric Carr behind the kit now, had been conducting pre-production music rehearsals with Bob Ezrin in Los Angeles. What, what's been going on? I'm gonna hurry up because I mean, I'll be here long. Uh, what's been going on? Well, you know, I got sick, um, I got well, and here I am. They were interviewed by Providence's 94 HJY's Lou Brutus. Here's a bit of Paul Stanley from that interview giving an update on the song and what they're working on. So we're doing rehearsals. Uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to you was the first thing that we cut, and that went into the Bill and Ted soundtrack, but it also will appear on our album, and we're just continuing forward. The movie soundtrack was released on July the 9th, 1991, while the video went into rotation on MTV and other channels in late August. The video was filmed in Los Angeles during July 27th and 28th, and was directed by Mark Rezka. It would be produced by Joseph Sassoon for Mark Friedman Productions. An edited version of the song would be released as a single. Like the Argent edit, much of the intro is sacrificed for duration reduction. The edit of the song is timed at 3 minutes 53 and was released as a single from the soundtrack. The editing is simply a matter of chopping out material from the track. The extended intro of the song is cut by 38 seconds, and it results in the track beginning with the main chorus riff. After the harmonizing section that follows, the guitar solo on the ending section of the song is altered to remove 13 seconds of that guitar work, and have the song resume by going directly into the chorus refrain. Paul's I Know Life Can Sometimes Get Tough rap remains intact at the end of the song, but the fade-out also begins immediately following Paul's final rock and roll exclamation. That removes a few more seconds from the original track. It's more elegant than many edits, which are little more than butchering of original recordings. That the song had already been released on a soundtrack album was a moot point to Gene, who commented in Kerrang! magazine, We liked the song and wanted to put it on our record because KISS fans would like the song, so why shouldn't they find it on a KISS album rather than another company's record? As a result, the song was remixed to ensure that it fit with the sonic values of the rest of the material on Revenge. During the promotion of the movie song and single, the band would use the piece as a pointer to the general direction that they were going to be taking the new album. Paul later used it as a contrast to the other material specifically written for Revenge, also commenting in that Kerrang! article. It's not one of the strongest tracks on the album, it's a good track, but there's stuff on the album that leaves it in the dust. The fact that it continued to be performed by the band into the 21st century speaks more volumes about the importance of the song in the band's catalogue. However, if there's a simple message to be taken from this song, perhaps the movie gets it right, and it's simply, be excellent to one another. 
Sunday, KISS drummer Eric Carr died of cancer at age 41 in a New York hospital. The loss of Eric Carr was a, a tremendous, tremendous loss for us and for the fans. And, you know, you, you keep going forward. Nobody would want you to stop because they're gone. That's always been the KISS philosophy is to try to slug through it and keep going forward. Everyone he gave the song to be sung To everyone he gave the song to be sung Save rock and roll for everyone Save rock and roll Oh, yeah.